This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's our number two of our Radio Row coverage here. About to be joined by a special guest, our presenting sponsors here on Radio Row, Rally House, your home for officially licensed NFL gear, your city, your house, Rally House. It's also brought to you by Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free, windownation.com. All right. Um, There is a little uh, NBA news we'll get to here in about 10, 15 minutes for you. But joining us now is one of our favorite guests in the NFL. He was the best man at Brian's wedding. He was. Okay. He's worked with a lot of teams, the Patriots, Raiders, Broncos, Niners. He's been a GM. He's written books. He's opened up media networks. And uh, it's Mike Lombardi joining us now here on 105 Through the Fan. Nice to be here. Appreciate it. it, It's a pleasure to meet you. I've had you on on my shows over the years from 95-5 the game in Portland to the fan. And then when Broadus joined me, he was like, yeah, he's the best man at my wedding. I'm like, dude, I love having Mike Lombardi on the show. I I appreciate it. Are we here to talk about Kyrie Irving coming to Dallas? No, the 76ers aren't making any moves, so just kind (laughs) of sit over there and just enjoy. I can see You still mad at your team? You mad at the 76ers? I I hate them because I hate everything about I hate everything about them in the sense of I like really highly competitive players that work their ass off, that do everything that you have to do, that are team motivated, not MVP motivated. Uh, I like guys that show up every week, show up every game, want to you know want to play well, and that ain't the 76ers. That ain't that. I mean, Embiid, all he talks about is being the MVP of the league. Like that doesn't really matter for me. It's a nice trophy for you, but I like to see us win a title. But mm. You don't play hard in the last four minutes. You're out of shape. Even I, I, I grant you, you're the, one of the great athletes of all time. But you know, to me, when you, Jeff Van Gundy says this, when your best player doesn't set the tone of intolerance for anything that gets in the way of winning, you can't win. And to me, that defines Embiid. Would you acquire a player like Kyrie Irving if you were running the front office? I, I would be very skeptical about it, but I think I, I would have faith in, in Jason Kidd. I don't think they paid that much to get him, to be honest with you. And I would have faith in the coaches, the strength coach that obviously knows him. And to connect, I think the one way you lose players is when you lie to them, right? You, you, you can't lie to a player. That You can't say something to a player and then not fall through with it. And so you're going to have to have a relationship with them where you kind of have that. And I think the Mavericks have guys in their building that can do that. So, look, he's one of the most talented players that ever going to play. I mean, he's a talented guy. And, and with Luka having to carry the load, you know, as much as he does, I think it adds years to Luka's career hmm. if, he, if they can get him to go where he's got to go. Sure. So you've been working in the NFL and being an NFL guest, but you also love the basketball league. I love you? hoops. Yeah. I learn more from watching basketball that applies to football than anything. It really? really is. Football has become basketball because it's a matchup. You know, like when you are when you are a team like the 49ers, let's say that their example, the 49ers, there's form there's only two formations in football, right? There's you're either in three by one or two by two. So you either got three receivers to one side and one receiver to the other side, or you got two receivers and two receivers. Now, who are there is all what becomes convoluted, right? Is it a running back? Is it a halfback? Is it, you know, who is it? So in, when you can substitute 
without substituting. So the 49ers have McCaffrey in the backfield, and they've got their fullback in the backfield, and they've got a tight end, and they've got two receivers. So they're in 21 personnel. But then they take McCaffrey, and they line him up in the slot. Now they're in 11. Okay? Or they take, they take the fullback and send them out. Now they're in 10. Yeah. So they can change to any position, and you can't substitute. Because if you go nickel against that group, they're going to run you out of it. If you stay base in that group, they're going to spread you out of it. And so that's the game in the game. And when you have versatility of players like that, when the Bulls had Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, and you substituted the match, when they put Pippen at three, you had to get a big guy to play him at three, but then they would move Pippen to, to one. Now all of a sudden that guy, to, they're moving him around and you can't keep up. That's the essence of being great. The Patriots, Gronkowski, Hernandez. They're a 12 team, right? No, they're not. They put, they put them outside, now they're a 10 team, right? Yeah. Or they put Hernandez in the back, now they're a 21 team. Yeah. That's the essence of the game. Yeah. You create matchup nightmares like that. That's Absolutely. how you have to think in personnel. You want players who have versatility. It's yeah. one of the frustrating things with me with joystick. I call Kellen Moore joystick is because I always <laughs> felt like he was playing joystick, playing Madden in his basement because he's got Zeke and he's got Pollard. He's got guys that you could really create different matchups and move them around and keep, stay in base and take advantage of the skill set. I've, I've said yeah. this for years about Zeke. I don't think Zeke's the same player he once was, but they should have gotten way more out of Zeke in the passing game than they ever did. Mm. Zeke was a better pass receiver. He should have been averaging 10 yards a catch, not five. Yeah, we thought he had that skill set coming out of college. That's a great point. Now, are you surprised that uh, Jason Garrett hasn't found another head coaching job, Mike? Uh, The Clapper? No, I'm not. I I think to me, look, uh, if anything – Jason in New York, right? So we all have a chance to, if you get a chance, you have a chance to reestablish your career. And so when you went to New York, you had a chance to reestablish that, hey, I am an offensive guru. I can coach quarterbacks and I can develop an offense. He goes there and that doesn't happen, right? It doesn't happen. It falls flat. And then the next guy comes in with the same players and does something really well. Now, that doesn't look good for you. Yeah. You know, that doesn't look good for you. And you've been able to be a head coach for so long. Maybe you haven't. Jason's problem, though, what I see it is, and I would say this to his face, is he hasn't, he hasn't changed what he's done. You've got you to gotta be adaptable. And you've got to change. And you've got to redefine yourself offensively, defensively. You can't run what you ran 10 years ago because people, they run you out of that. And that's what happened in New York. Michael Lombardi with us here on 105 Through the Fan. I love the Kellen Moore line. That thing was fantastic, calling Madden plays in his basement. So if the Cowboys upgraded now with Brian Schottenheimer at OC and Mike McCarthy going to call the plays. Yeah, well, I think here they, they've given themselves a personality, right? The thing about McCarthy is he's from the West Coast school, right? So he's 20 bingo cross, Z flank flair. He's from that era. Brian Schottenheimer's from the numerical system, the 496. He's from the Sid Gilman system of football. and But they've worked together because of Marty, the father. Right, that, that's how Mike got started, working for Marty. So they've kind of had this unison. So they see the game, even though the terminology is different, they see the game through the same eyes. And I think they'll be, have a better way of communicating that. they got to take advantage of, of their skill players, and, and they have to. Like, to me, the, the most disappointing part of the Cowboys season was when they went on the field at 3.08 to go in the fourth quarter, yeah. down, down seven. Right? They go on the field, and... He calls three straight passes when you know you can't punt there. Yeah. You can't punt there because they have the best guy in the country in the, in the National Football League of pinning you inside the 20. Right. Okay? So even though you have three timeouts, they're meaningless because if you, if you punt there, 
you use your timeouts, you're going to get the ball back inside the 18. You're going to get the ball inside the 15. So now you're going to have to go 90 yards with no timeouts. To me, that's situational football. That's somebody who understands the whole game. Okay, if I would have been the head coach, I would have told Joystick, look, we need to get positive (laughs) yards on first down. We need to get – this is what we need to do. Like, we're not punting here, just so you know. Yeah. I don't want three incomplete passes. I want something. We're going to get a six yards. We're going to have four. We're going to move the sticks here. But, you know, naturally, Joysticks, he's got his play sheet. He's just calling plays in the basement. So more on the coordinator there, less on the quarterback, in your opinion? How, how would you assess I think a lot it? Of, I, I think a lot of it is I, – I, look, I don't, I'm not apologizing for Dak. I don't sure. think Dak played well. But I think a lot of it is there's got to be a better – there's got to be a better sense of how do we get Dak to play better. And I think he had too many voices in his ear. You, you can't have that many people talking to the quarterback. Michael, where are you on about these quarterbacks being paid? You know, where is there, per, I mean, is there a certain point? And when you and I worked together, I mean, we never really, I don't remember ever talking about the quarterbacks as much. But I just wonder where you see it now. I mean, it just yeah. seems like it's you're automatically a $40 million guy. It's when, unbelievable. Well, we have a hard thing in, in the world today is, is saying who's great and who's good. Yeah. People have a hard time. You can't overpay for good you can't overpay for greatness but you can overpay for good like Dak's a really good player they're overpaid for but you got to communicate that to the agents because he cost you four or five players by overpaying them like this game for example is is interesting right so the worst special teams in all of football is the Chiefs because they're paying Mahomes so they got all these young kids covering kicks that that aren't really ready to cover kicks they're just young guys running down who's the second worst team the Eagles because they got all this money tied up in all these other players, right? So it affects your kicking game. So when you lose all these guys to a cap because you got to pay a quarter, like Cowboy fans pray that Daniel Jones gets $40 million a year. Yes. Because yeah. I would go to VEASAN, I would listen to the show, I would go to the book, and I would bet all. I would bet that they'll go their under total next year. Mm-hmm. If they pay him $40 million, they will not be as good as – and they're not any good. Let me just put this clearly. The Giants are not a playoff team. They got in there because of that. So I think to me – when you have to pay the quarterback, you've got to give and take now. The Eagles are going to have to pay Hurts. They're not going to be able to have the Dominican Sue, Linville, Joe's, all these backups floating around. They're not going to be able to keep Andre Dillard as a backup, you know, and pay Malua. They're going to have to be able to do that. They're going to have to make decisions along the way. How do you decide when it's time to move on from the quarterback? It seems like the Cowboys are about to double down on Dak by extending him. Well, I don't, to me, the, the only way you can move on is when you decide you have to. You, the, the best time to draft a quarterback is when you have one. Right, the best time to draft one is when you have one. And in this league, what there were seventy quarterbacks that end up playing in the position this year, the most since the '87 strike. So you need two of them. So and Cooper Rush is going to get paid now too. Somebody's going to look at like if I were Kyle Shanahan and I watched Cooper Rush, why wouldn't I sign Cooper Rush? He could do everything that that Brock Purdy did. Hmm. Right? That's a good point. Michael Lombardi here with us. Now, how about running backs? We're seeing reports the Cowboys are going to tag Tony Pollard. Oh, that's a, a fait accompli. I mean, that, that's, he's too good of a player. What's it, $10 million to tag him? Hell yeah, you got to tag him. He's an asset. you got to let him walk away? That guy tilts the field. He, you see, I think we have to get past this notion of don't pay running backs. That's from the analytical community. Yeah. Don't pay running backs. I agree. Don't pay, don't pay a runner. Pay a weapon. Okay pay a weapon a guy that can impact the running game impact the passing game that's a weapon that's where zeke's the problem was when they paid zeke i said you got to make zeke a player in the passing game if you're going to justify paying him what you're paying him because that's the only way he can impact the game he can't impact the game running the football so maybe he breaks one run okay great how many times you do that right you can't you can't run the ball to score you got to throw the ball to score 
right? You run the ball to keep the lead. You don't run the ball to get the lead. Right. Yeah. Do you think uh, you think Sean Payton's going to fix Russell Wilson? I think what Sean Payton's going to do is make Russell Wilson do what he wants him to do, right? He's going to say, hey, look, your coach ain't coming in this building. That's the first step. Two, here's how we're going to run the play. Here's how you're going to read the play. Here's where you're going to throw the ball when you have to make that. The hard part for Russell is where do you know quarterbacks have lost their edge, right? Their courage, their ability to what we call climb the pocket. So, And one of the ways you see this is in yards per attempt. Russell's yards per attempt has dramatically gone down. Why is that? Because quarterbacks' eye levels are, are when their eye levels up, they're looking this way up the field. When their eye levels down, they're here. Bernie Kosar would come off the field and say, you know, the left guard missed his block. I had to get rid of the ball. Or the right tackle. Bernie, what are you looking at the right tackle for? Don't worry about him. Just throw the ball. But he was so worried about getting hit, he looking down. Yeah. So their eye level comes down. That's where Russell Wilson is. And he wouldn't climb the pocket. He wouldn't work the pocket up. Like if Brock Purdy would have worked the pocket up in the first series of the game, Riddick would have never hit him. Riddick would have never hit him. But he didn't. He really didn't have enough experience to work the pocket. So he kind of stayed there static and he got his hand hit. Whereas I think that, that Russell's going to have to get back to that. And if he doesn't, you know, they brought in a sheriff, and the sheriff's going to get rid of them. Mike Lombardi, it's always an honor to have you on. Thanks, guys. Is there anything to plug or tell people where to watch you, well, listen well, Vsin, to you? Well, uh, You can listen to the GM Shuffle podcast. I just wrote a column on the Super Bowl for vsin.com online. So, anytime. Love it. Thank, Thank you, you sir. That was terrific, as always. Okay, it is the G-Bag Nation here on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. Mike Golick Jr. steps in with us next right here in the G-Bag Nation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.